Welcome to Calling Game, brought to you by Mediate, where the sports news that covers the sports news. I'm Kelsey Trainer, And I'm Amba Jagnarine. This week, we had a chance to talk to the New York Liberty head coach and Naismith Basketball Hall of Famer Katie Smith after the New York Liberty's first practice back from the All-Star break. A little background on Coach Smith. She's the first female Buckeye player to have her number retired, two-time WNBA champion, three-time Olympic gold medalist, and seven-time WNBA All-Star. We asked Coach Smith about the first practice back from the All-Star break. It was good. You know, we tried to get them loose a little bit. You know, part of, uh, I think, all athletes, no matter their sport, once you have a break, you know that first day back is a little bit of a, let's get these legs under you. Um, <laughs> but, no, it was it's nice. I'm, I'm glad. It, it, you know, it's always nice to, for them to get away and, and kind of relax their minds a little bit because it is a grind. I mean, the season is a, a mental and a physical grind, so I always enjoy that they get some time away. and, and uh, But also you want to kind of refocus uh, because this is a really important stretch and we have a chance to get ourselves into the playoff hunt and uh, see what can happen and real quick kind of before we get into the the nitty-gritty questions um what did you think kind of of the environment of the all-star game and out in vegas loved it i thought i thought you know vegas the aces did an amazing job it's it's, it's nice because it's kind of a destination for the players and for fans it's a uh, you know with all the hotels and the casinos just everything is in one place um and obviously the weather is you know people enjoy that getting, <laughs> getting to tan and all that but I, I thought they did a nice job i thought the game was um done well i think uh, the crowd was great so and then the feedback i've heard from these guys they all had a blast so um, I think it's a it's something I'm sure they'll have it again, but it was fun to see the excitement and I thought the players, you know, they had a good time. Going back to like what what we spoke about earlier, you know, the way that this column slash podcast started was that, you know, we we kind of saw that a very small amount of sports media coverage is dedicated towards professional athletes that are female. And we saw that the University of Minnesota's Tucker Center for Research reported that like 40% of professional athletes are women, but professional athletes that are women only get 4% of sports media coverage. And, you know, we've, we've seen like with the World Cup that female athletes have gotten more and more and more coverage. But what, what does that like 4% statistic kind of mean to you? I mean, it's it's tough, right? Because that's your world, and you you live in it, and and sometimes you're a little, it's probably a little skewed because it's you're so focused on what you're doing, and you're watching every game, and you're you know checking the the, the TV you know schedule and who's playing when, and then you're going online to to stream it, and so you know for us since we're in it, and it is something that we love and, and want to watch. Yeah, of course, you know what I mean? Like, you're always going to find it in the paper and the news or Google stuff. But for the, the casual fan or the, the, the folks that have other things going on in life and it isn't their livelihood, it's hard because it's – if you don't see it, you know, on any daily mainstream areas or it's not in your face, like, again, we have 8 million things going on in our worlds. Um, but if it's not there for you to just – easily consume or see then you kind of like eh, you just don't think about it and I just think for us the exposure and having it uh, be there and see it then you can be it and that, that people want to talk about it, then they know names and then they know that these things exist and that these ladies are doing amazing things so I think it's it's hard when it isn't included um, on sports radio, on ESPN, as much as they, you know, um, can, depend, you know, as I said, with all the women and female athletes. But, um, yeah, I just think it needs to be there for people to then be, oh, yeah, let's go watch, let's go to a game, let's go, you know, it just it's a trickle-down effect um, by seeing it and having it talked about and or um, – you know, seen so. So I saw that the press conference out in Vegas, uh, the new WNBA 
WNBA commissioner, uh, she said that she said directly to the media, she said, we need your help mm-hmm. kind of in in helping to kind of up this 4% statistic. So, I mean, do you see it as something that the media can kind of help with or is there changes that kind of need to be made in-house yeah i think it's 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 everywhere but i think the media can i think it's 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 valuing it it's it's um remembering it's it's there comparing players even myself like you'll you'll hear college kids i mean you'll talk to college women's college basketball players and you'll say who's your favorite player they'll say a guy they don't watch the WNBA as much as they should this is where this is where they're going to get their money it's not the nba you're going to the WNBA, and you don't watch. Where you want to actually make the money, that's where you're going to get your career. So we're not even, for ourselves, supporting the things that will then put money in your pocket, allow you to have a career, allow you to travel and do those things. So for me, it goes, yes, the media needs to include it. It needs to write about it. It needs to find stories. It needs to just put the scores out. It needs to throw names out. If you're going to compare, you know, LeBron, then, you know, go to Diana Taurasi or go to Stewie or EDD or whoever that you want to go to. So, and even for us, we catch ourselves, like, if you compare players, you're like, you know, you sometimes think of men and before women, but you're, so we all have to kind of check ourselves in the way we think of things. Um, but I do think the media needs to include it. When you're debating basketball and you're talking about championships in a city, Minnesota, they, the Lynx don't always get brought up when they're talking about who's won championships in Minnesota. Minnesota Lynx should be at the top of the list. And, and, and also, if people want to say, oh, it's women's sports, I mean, there's only 12 professional team, teams in the WNBA. That's only like 144 people. That's it. That's it. For all the women who play basketball in college, overseas, everywhere, it's a very small number of players, and they're very, very talented. So it just I think the media can do better. We can do better. Our own women's basketball community can do better um, on all levels of supporting and, and exposing it and talking about it and, and getting everybody involved in understanding yeah, all that. I mean, I, I saw that, like, Adam, Sil- Adam Silver um, made a, a few comments about, about, you know, this disparity between uh, the NBA and the WNBA. The, the general gist of what I got from what he was saying was that the WNBA isn't doing enough to promote um, the league and, and connect to, to young women who want to, you know, go into the WNBA. But, but like, to me, like, hearing those comments, that kind of feels like Adam Silver is, like, deferring that other pe- even though he has, like, the platform and the clout and, like, the ability to promote the WNBA, he's like, you guys figured it out by himself. That's that's what I got. What do you what do you think about that? No, I think, I think, it's, a, I think it's just this, it's this large thing where we're all a part of it. Like, I, I'm a part of it. Like, I'm talking, uh, living it, working, promoting. Like, you know, I'm, I'm here to promote the game and me doing a good job but being accessible and to promote to fans and to, to go out to do appearances and to talk to the people on the street or whatever. Like, we're all here to promote the game in, in all the ways. And that's um, – and I, so I think that the NBA and the WNBA do do a nice job. Yes, there's there's always things that we can do better. And, and But I also think there's an engagement piece where all these organizations, FIBA, uh, the WNBA, um, NCAA, um, the youth basketball, like it's all these disjointed, like ah, I'm doing my thing, I'm doing yours, my schedule's this, I don't care, like you do you, you know. So we all are – Again, it's hard. It's just all these things that need to figure out a way to, because we all want the same thing. But it's like, how do you work together? How yeah. does it benefit everybody, uh, fund-wise, money-wise, time-wise? Who's going to lead it? And part of it is leadership, of of who's actually going to come up with these ideas and bring people together. But I think a lot. Everybody wants the same thing. It's just like, how do you implement it? And 
it's not a it's not a hey if you do this our numbers go up that's the hard part it, it this is not a if you go shoot 85 percent from the free throw line you're going to win ball games yeah. you know it is a which demographic it's it's all demographics like but how do you promote it how do you make them want to come to a game um and how do you promote it so um i just think it's such a tricky thing and i think everybody is but him speaking up, him talking about uh, Adam Silver talking about having women coaches in the men's side, that's huge. Because yeah. it's it's guys have had two paths this whole time: women's basketball and men's basketball. But somehow for for us, for a long time and and recently, it's a couple. There's a small number of women in the men's game. There's nothing different with basketball coaching, teaching, uh, communicating, having relationships in those in in, in those environments is. It's the same. So now that, you know, and him speaking up, and he's always been an advocate for this league, and it's just, but how do you execute it is the ultimate thing that all of us are, me as a coach, I'm trying to figure it out. How do you, how do you explain it, teach it, and then how does it actually get executed? And that's the hard part. But I just think everybody wants the same thing, but it's just, it's just not a one. It's not a one thing. If I do this, we we get right. we have success or we get views or everything. It's it's also a societal thing too, right? Yeah. I mean, women are still not. I mean, it's you know, in, in all environments and companies and businesses, women don't get paid the same. So it is not a. It is not a. It, so it isn't a. It isn't just a totally a sports thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is also a societal thing of, of perception. What you're supposed to be doing and the value of it. And that's also another piece to this that is has to continue to be changed, you know, changed at a grassroots at families. You know, I have two brothers, both played college sports. They both married uh, Division One college athletes. And, you know, I, I don't know what they think, but I'm sure I me being me and playing sports, maybe change their mind about women athletes and have the, the respect that they have for the work they put in. So even on that level of a father having a daughter who loves sports, who's doing this and brothers who have sisters that can beat them up, you know, I mean, all that stuff. Yeah, it, yeah. It, then that, that, that breaks that cycle and there's a respect to. Um, so even those type of things are just growing of how you look at people and value everyone and what they bring to the table. Yeah. To me personally, it feels that we are at a time, um, as women, it's 2019, and we, it just feels like we have this trend of being on the rise. You know, you have the U.S. women's soccer team and the, the all the stories around that. I mean, yeah. we ran, that was our first calling game article, we ran a story around that. Um, we have a rule, we don't read the comment section because it you just, it gets a little rough. Gets a little rough. Um, but, you know, it does seem to be the time is now to kind of really focus on this. And then just, you know, in Vegas, the WNBA partnered, it made the announcement that they partnered with the USA Women's Basketball. Um, what do you think that kind of is going to do to help the, the game? Well, I think it's just, you know, they want to take care. They want to, and again, it's it's a, a sign that they want to make sure that the players are getting taken care of, that they are being thought of, uh, trying to compensate them as much as possible. They, they, I, I can. I mean, I know they all are aware that they're overseas and they're playing year-round, and then they come home. Everybody is aware of it, and really, they are all trying to rack their brains on how to best compensate these ladies for the work that they do. Um, and it's so. I. It's just nice to see them try to come up with these ideas, and it's also great for the players who want to be at home, um, who can help promote. You know, both USAB, who can promote the WNBA and their teams and, and be accessible and, and do those things. So love love that they have – they're always kind of trying to evolve because, you know, every every year something – you know, things are always changing. So I just think – I truly believe everybody's in it for the right reasons and they really want this game to grow. Um, 
we got to continue to put the best product on the floor. We, we have to continue to make sure that, you know, we're, we're putting the best athletes. Um, it helps when they have personalities. Yes. And they're just such <laughs> they're engaging. And that's another thing about our league I think that is different. I think our, our league, we are so accessible. The fans get to know them. They all have personalities. I mean, it's just like it's such a – that's one thing I think about women's basketball is the, the – the engagement with your fans is just different. Like there's just a bigger, there's a bigger connection. So we'll, we have to continue to do that, make it the best basketball. And then we have to figure out how to get people to f- get in the stands to, to come witness it. Cause every time somebody comes to the game, they're like, man, I had a blast, but you, you got to get them there. So um, it's just a matter of everybody trying to push the envelope and try to do more um, to make sure that we're, we're do- putting the best product out. So then we can demand people to, Look, you got to put these guys on TV. Yeah, you got to pay these guys, but we have to make sure that we're always, you know, bring what we need to bring to the table. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, obviously, coach, the the argument that many people that aren't super involved in sports make is that like maybe the lack of media coverage on female athletes is indicative of a lack of interest. But you know, obviously, we know that that's not the case. Yeah. Um, because we've seen, you know, the reports that people are interested in, in women's sports and people want to support women's sports. But it seems like a big issue, and you mentioned this earlier, is, like, overall funding. You know, women's sports, professionally at least, make, you know, don't get a lot of funding. And I just wanted to see what you what you think could be a, a viable solution for that lack of funding. Because we see it, the scales being balanced in college sports, not not as much as we'd like to because because of Title IX, but um, when it comes to professional sports, um, we don't really see that much. Yeah, I, funding, it's, it's hard, right? I mean, by all means, these ladies would love to be able to pay them, you know, somewhat equal to the men. But you got to make money to to give money, and and you and if you pay too much, then you're gonna have a league that folds and that it doesn't exist. And you know, I played in the ABL, and our league folded after two and a half years. So it, there's this fine line, right, of pushing the envelope, but also making sure that it's business-wise is making sense, and you can actually keep a league running. So I don't I don't know what the answer is. There's obviously folks, the owners and and league are are investing money, and 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 not a lot of them are making money. Um, but what's the value that is coming from it. Same with like college sports, like right. It's I don't know how many women's basketball teams make money, um, but there's a value to it to belong, to be a fan, to be able to follow these ladies, to be able to to, to have that. Um, but we got to figure out how to get them in the seats, pay for those tickets, buy the gear, buy the shoes, um, make sure that they're you know they're they're doing those things. But I just it's such a tough thing because I want I you know we want the league to be here, and we want them to make more money. So how far can you push to make to pay so that we can still have a league or do you go all the way in and we're going to pay you all this kind of money and then all of a sudden it, 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 you don't have any money to, to yeah, run a league. So, but I, 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 I'm always happy, again, pushing the envelope, always asking for more, always trying to, to, to find solutions and ways to, to increase revenue, um, whether it's media, whether it's um, social media, whether it's the gambling piece and all of this. I mean, I think however creative they need to be, but I'm also like, don't want it ever to go too far where yeah. this this our league um, ends up going away because yeah. will it ever come back? And I think the WNBA is, I think it's amazing, an opportunity for not only the players but for the fans, coaches, like all the the, the folks that are involved in it. So, 
All right, so we won't keep you much longer, um, but I just have to let you know. So every uh, Buckeye fan that I know is, O-H. yeah, go Bucks, <laughs> is so stoked to the, that when I told them that I was, you know, got going to be able to be, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All over. So I mean, and I watched your Hall of Fame speech. So kind of, can you put it in perspective? You know, you were inducted in the Hall of Fame the year you started coaching, yeah. right? Um, and in in Ohio. So what does that mean to you? I mean, it's. You know, you don't. I, mean, I never started to play basketball thinking like, oh yeah, I want to do this. I want to get in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it just wasn't. It just never. I, I loved it and ended up taking me in these crazy places and and having a, a wild career. But it's just a like last year was wild because all you did was reminisce, right? You just reminisced about all the folks that were a part of your journey. I mean, because it, 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 it really is. A, it's not. It's not. It's not about you. Like it really isn't. Like your folks were driving you all over. Yeah. They, they they bought you sneakers. They your brothers were in the car with you. Like come on, we're gonna go see your sister. You know what I mean? So it's it in your teachers and your coaches and your teammates and just all the nuts nutty things and the fans and the folks that supported you um, and could care less whether you scored 20 points or no points. Um, so it just was a. It was fun to be able to think back about all the things. Things and people um, that that you've come in contact to with, and that has supported you and helped you get there. And then you think about how basketball has basically created your life. Like, I mean, I, I thought I was going to be a dentist, and uh, you know what I mean. And yeah. just like so, and then here you are traveling the world and doing this and meeting these people, and just where, you know, some of my best friends and and basketball has kind of given me that. So it's just like this, like what this happened like this is what I got to do and then to be able to be respected for what you did on the floor um and be able to do it for a long period of time Mm -hmm. at a high level um you know that respect that somebody respects what you did um also matters because you you do put a lot of you know effort you know time you know blood sweat tears like and you know because you do you you value what you do and showing up every day and how you do your job and to have people respect that means a lot for your body of work and whatever you do and that um also was a something that you just you feel really good about that those that were part of your world or watched you play or were a part you know you know watch your career you know respected that so it it was a little bit all that but i you know i've shared it with a lot of people over the years and there's a ton of people have had a big part of it and uh, just thankful for for them well we're thankful for you for joining <laughs> yeah, us today so we really appreciate it oh this is great um and you know go liberty i know and best of luck with this you keep doing your thing thank so. you so thank much you. coach yeah. thanks right. thanks for joining us on calling game like share subscribe comment read our weekly article on mediate i'm kelsey trainer i'm amba jagnarine and we are calling game yeah.